0: This is Defender Radio.
1: Defender Radio is brought to you by the Association for the Protection of Fur-Bearing Animals.
0: It's the week of August 14, 2017, and this is Michael Howie welcoming you to episode 441 of Defender Radio. The seal hunt has long been a part of the culture and history of Newfoundland and Labrador. But does it have a place in the 21st century? In my experience, when this hunt is discussed, us urban folk from away are dismissed for not understanding what it means to be a Newfoundlander. And that's fair. I don't know what it's like to be a part of that culture, which is very rich and distinct. But it's not just me in Hamilton, or my colleagues in Vancouver, or even a sizable amount of the general population around the world who think the seal hunt is cruel and economically unviable. It's the very people who call the rock home that are questioning the industry. The International Fund for Animal Welfare, or IFA, conducted a survey of Newfoundlanders earlier this summer and found that the residents of the Atlantic province have changing views on the economic future of the commercial hunt, as well as their personal connection to it and own use of seal products. Cheryl Fink Director of Wildlife Campaigns for Canada, joined Defender Radio to discuss this survey, the ramifications of what was learned, and what else the province of Newfoundland-Labrador has to offer its people and visitors. So I have exciting news for you and our listeners. You are listening to the very first episode where I am not interviewing someone while drinking coffee. I have a cup of herbal tea with me, and I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's supposed to help my throat during conversation, uh, and after conversation, but it's not coffee. So if I'm really cranky and hammery to the wall, you can blame it on that. Um, now we are going to be talking about the seal hunt in Newfoundland, and there's uh, a, a great survey that IFA has commissioned. And what I thought would be interesting to start with is the background. Uh, this is something that there, there's quite frequently both misinformation and disinformation. So let's start with what is the seal hunt that we are going to be talking about?
1: When we talk about the commercial seal hunt, what we're talking about is the hunt for seals that takes place on Canada's east coast in the Atlantic Ocean. And it's primarily the hunt for harp seals. Uh, there's also a commercial hunt for gray seals and hooded seals, but very few animals are actually taken on an annual basis. So primarily it's the hunt for harp seals. It's been going on for you know, hundreds, hundreds of years and it's the one that most of the major animal welfare organizations are basing their campaigns against because it's um, it's cruel and it's unnecessary. So that's, that's the hunt we're talking about. Uh, it's a very separate issue from the Inuit hunt or the subsistence hunt that takes place in the north. Even though there is a, some commercial aspect to Inuit seal hunting, it's not considered the commercial seal hunt by animal welfare organizations nor by the government of Canada. So for the purposes of this conversation, we're going to be talking about the hunt on the East Coast, primarily off of the coast of Newfoundland.
0: Uh, Excellent. And uh, uh, along with that comment is the how they're killed question. This is something that I see all the time, uh, primarily on your social media feeds. Uh, The argument of, well, they don't do this, they don't do that, so you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, And that's what, you know, the the people who are pro seal hunts will say. Uh, so how exactly, like who is being hunted in this, which, which seals at what age, how are they being killed? Um, and like, what does that actually look like from, uh, I, I suppose as much of uh, an objective standpoint as we can get.
1: Sure. Well, I have been out to the hunt myself for, I think it's 12 years now and observed it firsthand. So I can tell you a little bit about that. Uh, the, the seals are harp seals. They're uh, animals that have just been born and just been weaned from their mothers. So the animals are born on the ice, they nurse from their mothers for about 12 to 14 days, and then they start to shed their white coats and the mothers will leave them alone on the ice. And that's when the hunt starts. As soon as they start to shed their white fur, uh, it's fair game for the commercial seal hunt. So they're very helpless, I would say, animals, very defenseless, very young. Uh, they haven't, most of them haven't entered the water yet on their own or learned how to swim or learned how to feed themselves. And it's really quite unusual, uh, I think, to have a hunt of an animal that's so young. You know, usually we allow animals to you know, live, if not to sexual maturity, at least for the first year or two of life uh, before we go out and hunt them. But the commercial seal hunt it very much targets uh, basically newborn animals. And not, about 98% of them killed are between two to three weeks and three months of age. As for how they're killed... That's another good point. There's a lot of misconception. We hear very often people saying, well, we don't club baby seals. When in fact, the truth is we very much do club baby seals. Uh, the club is still a legal tool that can be used to, to hunt an animal. The hack a pick, which is sort of a modified club. It's sort of a, almost looks like a pickaxe. It's a stick with a spiked metal tip. Uh, it can also be used to crush the skulls of baby seals. And a rifle or shotgun can also be used. A shotgun with a slug. So there's a number of ways that can be used, uh, and a lot of the, the methods that are used depends very much on the ice conditions that are, that are present at the time. We see the hack picking club being used more often in the Gulf of St. Lawrence where the seals are closer to shore. The ice is more, is flat. Uh, the sealers will jump out of the boat, run across the ice pan and try to club the seal often as it's trying to scurry away. Um, whereas off the coast of Newfoundland, the ice is more rafted up, a little bit rougher. And there we see sealers shooting at animals from the boat, uh, usually shooting multiple animals. And then a smaller skiff will also be in the area going along behind the main boat, uh, and it will go and find the seals that have been wounded or injured by the bullet, and often use the hacker club to finish them off, so to speak, and uh, pull them into the boat. So both, both methods uh, that we see, there's high incidences of animals that are struck and lost, animals that are injured by the club or bullet and either slip into the water and they're not retrieved or found or, or animals that are shot and suffer for extended periods of time before they can be either dispatched with a second shot or with a sealer's club by the time that second little boat gets to it. So in both cases, we see a lot of suffering and a lot of uh, you know un- unnecessary animals that are being injured and not retrieved.
0: Yeah and you know that makes sense uh, what you said about them slipping away after they'd been injured that's like any semi-aquatic or aquatic animal um you know whether we're talking about ducks or beavers or otters uh and I guess uh, seals as well is the water is their place of safety by and large from a lot of predators um so it makes sense that you know if they're injured and not immediately killed they're going to try and get into that water.
1: Absolutely. That's their first response is to, you know, to, to seek safety under the water. Of course, that's, that's not, not safe at all.
0: Yeah. And, Um, uh, one of the things too, that I, I know has been talked about is, uh, and this, this is again, some of that misinformation slash disinformation is they use the whole animal. That's often a subject that comes up when we're talking about any kind of hunting. Um, and it's, uh, I, it is, I, I, I don't want to apply any kind of a standard, but it is often used as sort of. What seems to be a moral yardstick? If they're using the whole animal, it's okay. That's that's at the very least what I see from from much of the reading I've done. Um, so I ask: Do they use most of the animal? Do they not use the animal? And is that sort of a a standard across the uh, the seal hunt of Newfoundland?
1: Yeah, the, in the commercial seal hunt, and it's one of the big differences that we see between the Inuit seal hunt in the north and the east coast seal hunt, is in the Newfoundland seal hunt, they primarily, the biologists don't use all of the animal. It's the hunt for the skins and the blubber that comes attached to the skin, uh, with most of the meat actually being wasted or left on the ice to rot. So it's it's not a full-use hunt by any means. It's primarily for skins and blubber. And uh we see we see huge amounts of wastage, which again would not be allowed in any other hunt in in North America, I don't think. Um, you know, when you hunt a if a walrus or other marine mammal, they have to use the entire animal according to the marine mammal regulations. So it's quite unusual that for seals we're allowed to have this level of wastage.
0: Yeah, and allowing meat to spoil is actually an offense under uh, various wildlife acts. I believe Fish and Wildlife here mm-hmm. in Ontario and uh, in BC Wildlife Act. So that that is very interesting. Yeah, uh, completely
1: unusual. Like you say, if it, if it were a you know a moose or something in the forest, and you just took the skin and left the carcass to rot, you would you would be charged for it.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, it's an interesting double standard and before we get into the survey the one other thing I want to talk about is government funding because um, we're going to be talking a lot about the seal hunt as an industry that's that's where your survey leans. So do you have estimates on how much revenue this does provide how many people are employed and how much the government gives to keep it afloat? We do and this is uh,
1: something that you know our survey was really digging into and it's very interesting. So what we're seeing is an industry that has been in decline for most of the past decade. Um, we're seeing fewer number of, of sealers involved in the hunt. We're seeing fewer sealers' licenses being issued. The value of the hunt has dropped dramatically um, from think, from its peak in 2006 to just over 1.9 million dollars last year. Uh, so it's it's dropped quite a bit. The numbers of seals killed is dropping. In terms of government funding, that's a little bit more difficult to get information on. They're, they're very, uh, closed about how much, how much funding is required for this industry. But we know in recent years that millions and millions of dollars have been spent on trying to develop markets for steel products, uh, subsidizing the production and development of steel products, uh, you know, conducting new reports and getting money to these, uh, organizations that pop up to try to develop steel products. So by our, our most recent estimates is that this hunt costs significantly more than it actually brings into the economy of Newfoundland.
0: Yeah, and that's a, uh, a great frustration, I would imagine. Uh, and that is what we are going to be talking about now. So in uh, early June, uh, uh, IFA, International Fund for Animal Welfare, uh, brought in Public Square, which is a research company, to uh, solicit opinions from uh, about 500 Newfoundlanders. Um, and this was also sent to, um, a forum, I think, but we're not going to, we talked about not talking about methodology because <laughs> neither of us are very good at it. But the point is, uh, there was a survey done early June, uh, to ask a bunch of questions, 33 questions, uh, over about 10 minutes to get the, the impression of where people are at. And I, I, I the first, the, the very first screen on the PowerPoint summary, I think is maybe one of the very fir- most important ones. It's how important are each of these industries to Newfoundland? And in order, uh, uh, ascent descending, uh, descending order, it's oil and gas uh, at 80%, very important, uh, followed by healthcare and public services, tourism, the fishery, hydroelectricity, mining, forestry, pulp and paper, manufacturing, which I didn't even know was really a thing in Newfoundland, down to the seal harvest at 34%. Um, with also the, uh, uh, sort of obvious, most people who responded to not very important and not important at all at 28%. So almost a third of people saying that it's not important at all. Um, why, why do people are, are, why are these opinions changing? Why are people seeing that the importance of the industry is not as important? And this is reflective of everything, in fact, um, particularly uh, uh, forestry paper or pulp and paper went down from fifty-seven to thirty-six from twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen, and the seal harvest went from forty-two percent to thirty-four percent. So very clearly a shift in how much value people are putting on this.
1: Yeah, and I think part of that, you know, with regards to the seal hunt, is just the decline in markets. Uh, you know, the the European ban on seal products I think got a lot of publicity. People are more aware of the increasing number of countries that are banning seal products. And I think it's some um, people recognize that this isn't something that the next generation is necessarily going to want to get into. They don't see it as a, a growth industry or a positive industry uh that has a strong future, which is encouraging from our perspective. Um and I think it's you know very reflective of reality. Um and I've always find it interesting to see the contrast between the opinion on the importance of the seal hunt in Newfoundland compared to the opinion on the seal hunt that's held by a lot of our politicians in Ottawa who like to talk about the seal hunt or the commercial seal hunt as though this is going to be a growth industry and it's going to save communities and it's going to save rural Newfoundland. I think there's a much more realistic perspective and realistic um, appreciation of the industry within the province itself uh, where people recognize that it's not it's not going to be a big industry of the future.
0: Well and that is one of the questions is um how likely are each of the following to have a strong future? Now, tourism is is at 65% and 30%, so roughly 95% of people think it is somewhat or very likely to have a strong future, uh, followed by sort of what we expect, again, similar to that first chart of oil and gas, hydroelectricity, healthcare and public services, mining, the fishery, manufacturing, forestry, pulp and paper, and at the bottom of the list, the seal harvest. Um, and I, I find it curious that people are saying tourism is the growth tourism is the future of industry in Newfoundland and Labrador. And this to me is, is very similar to, uh, uh, as we've been talking about today, both personally and professionally, the grizzly bear trophy hunts in British Columbia, uh, there's a, a large volume of opposition to that, but ecotourism, uh, non-consumptive ecotourism is shooting up as an industry. And that's what people in Newfoundland seem to be saying is, um, the seal harvest is not going to have a strong future. But tourism is
1: absolutely, and we've seen it with other, uh, you know, marine harvests as well. Like, for example, the commercial whale hunt. Um, we've learned time after time from looking at countries around the world that whale watching is much more economically viable and much more profitable than hunting whales ever was and i think we could start to see the same thing for seal watching and marine ecotourism in general um there's there is a strong market for people who want to see these animals in the wild and appreciate them in their natural habitat it's a niche that hasn't been exploited and i think you know, certainly in Newfoundland, there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, one of the other questions we asked was uh, how people felt about what made them most proud to be Newfoundlanders. And the number one uh, response that came back was pride for the wildlife and wild spaces. So this is something that Newfoundlanders seem to identify with very strongly. And it's I think there's a really great opportunity here to start promoting marine tourism or ecotourism as an alternative to you know, just seeing seals and marine animals as a resource, or something to be clubbed and made into mittens and boots. There's so much more uh, value, I guess, not just economic, but in terms of value for wildlife that needs to be appreciated and people recognize that, um, we just need to sort of translate that into reality.
0: And in terms of the opinion of the seal hunt, this, this is where I get uh, confused by the data. Uh, and you you have uh, such a, an intimate knowledge of this of the people who live in, in Newfoundland and of this industry but while they recognize based on the survey results while they recognize that the seal hunt as an industry as an economic boon to their their home is declining and they don't think it's going to have a significant future there is still a, a level of identifying it as part of their culture and heritage that's um, you know, while they don't necessarily believe that it's going to grow, uh, and in fact, more people think it's not going to grow and decline, um, there's people saying it's never going to come to a full end and, uh, there will always be there, but maybe only a few sealers. Um, why do you think there's this sort of disconnect between, yeah, I, I recognize that it's not going to be part of our future and it's not sustainable and it's not this, but it's, it's still our thing.
1: Yeah, and we've always, you know, we've been doing this polling for several decades now. We've always seen a strong level of public support for the seal hunt in general when you just ask sort of the the basic question because it is part of the history and part of the cultural heritage. I think what we are seeing now, which is interesting, is sort of this a shift in that uh, there's a bit of a decrease in attachment to the hunt and perhaps starting to see it more as a legacy industry rather than something that is you know, currently important or going to have future importance. So recognizing that, yes, it's part of, it's an important part of our culture. It's part of our history and it's part of our past, but now it's maybe the time to move on. And I think you can still value and appreciate things as part of your history without, you know, recognizing that they might not be the best things to continue into the future.
0: Yeah. And that's, um, you know, in one of the agree with statements, um, talking about, um, when certain things are acceptable and so on. And it's, um, you know, it's ex- uh, all seal hunting is acceptable if the population is not threatened. Um, it's acceptable if animals don't suffer. Seals under one age should be protected. Seal hunting is only acceptable if the entire animal is used. It's acceptable if it's economically sustainable and only Inuit or Aboriginal people should be allowed to hunt seals. And this, again, this this to me sort of throws a bit of a monkey wrench in what you would expect. So there's, there's this clear thing that's saying, yeah, seals under one age should be protected by a, a pretty strong margin of uh, doing the quick math, 69%. Um, It's only acceptable if the entire animal's used, 64%. Uh, Only if it's economically economically sustainable, 57%. Um, So again, it seems to me that intellectually, people are recognizing that this is not being done as well as it can be. Um, Is there pressure from the local population to change it? Or is this, as it's painted uh, very much, I think, by the fur industry and the sealing industry, a, um, outside, you know, it's like uh, Cheryl think and Michael Howie are the ones behind this evil plan to end seal hunting.
1: And I, th- I think actually that's part of what might be helping change the shift within Newfoundland is that we are seeing a lot more uh, opposition to the hunt coming from within Newfoundland. There's a group called Save Our Seals that has started up in the past few years who've been doing a fantastic job of raising awareness about the seal hunt, um, making, sh- you know, helping people to be more informed about the facts of the seal hunt, as you say, that most of the animals being killed are under three months of age, uh, just sort of dispelling some of the common misconceptions that are held about the hunt. When we're in Newfoundland ourselves, we one of the common misbeliefs is that the whole seal is used and that the whole animal is eaten. And when people find out that some 60, 60% of the meat is wasted, could be even higher, sorry, I don't have the number on my head, um, they're quite shocked and surprised by it. And they're like, well, that's not right at all. Um, we shouldn't be killing these animals just for their fur or for their blubber. So when people when people take the time to become aware of the facts, they it helps change their opinion on it. And the fact that we're seeing individuals in Newfoundland, and I was speaking out against this, I think it's been a big part of that.
0: Is that the group that did that really interesting video in St. John's where they sat down with people and said, Do you support the seal hunt? And they said, Yes. And they said, Well... Do you know how much money a sealer makes? Or do you know how much of the animal is used? And they showed that even though people were supporting it, they had very little actual information about the seal hunt.
1: That's, it's the same group. It's called yeah. Save Our Seals Newfoundland. And you can find them on Facebook if you just Google Save Our Seals. Um, they've done a couple of videos. So that, there was that one where they sort of just stopped passersby on the street and talked to them about the seal hunt. And as I was saying, people were very surprised when they – Learned the truth about the hunt, um, and people who were originally very supportive of it started to started to question it. And you could see that, you know, they, they that uh, there, there were some questions that needed to be discussed about seal hunt. Uh, they've also done another video earlier, I think, about two years ago, that talked about how how they were proud to be Newfoundlanders and from the province and all of the things that they were proud of in Newfoundland, but that the seal hunt wasn't one of them because we see. We see the whole, uh, I think, attitude toward the steel hunt is wrapped up in this idea of, of being a proud Newfoundlander and, uh, you know, standing up for your fellow fellow man or fellow industry. And it, we get this sort of defensive uh, attitude that we need to protect the industry without actually stopping to think, you know, what it is we're trying to defend and protect here. It's sort of a, a reaction to outside pressure, which is understandable. I mean, this has been a long... A long campaign, uh, a lot of public outcry over the seal hunt. And when celebrities are involved, um, it, it can get anyone's back up mm-hmm. a little bit, right? No one likes to be told what to do or be judged for from someone from outside. Uh, but again, I think we're starting to see that change as people start to become more aware of the hunt and recognize that, you know, this isn't, it's an important part of our past, but it's not something that we need to be continuing into the future. And there are much better alternatives that we could be investing our money in, such as uh, ecotourism.
0: Now, just to verify, are you calling me a celebrity? <laughs> you're
1: a celebrity. You're a minor. You're a, yeah, I'll call you a celebrity. All right,
0: thanks. Uh, so I'll send you that check for that later. But anyway, more um, more,
1: more celebrity than I am. Anyway,
0: I don't know. You've got to have some post blog. I don't have one of those. Um, regardless, the the final slide that I have that I, I this one really jumped out at me, and I think. Really kind of sums up maybe what we've been talking about is asking how often do you eat seal meat? Once a week was 0%, once a month was 3%, less than once a month was 12 less than once a year was 21, and never was 64%. So these are people who live in Newfoundland who, as we've seen throughout these survey results, have some support for this hunt, uh, whether it's they think it should go on as is or They are in favor of it because it has these cultural ties. Um, And then when it was asked, why don't you eat more seal meat to everybody except for the once a monthers? um, It was very simply, I don't like it. 37% of people don't like the seal meat and that's why they don't eat it. And I remember, and you and I have discussed this in the past, some pretty wild programs were developed by the, f- uh, the fur industry, by the sealing industry, and the associations to package and sell seal meat. And the government funded research into this. And I just, to me, it's very clear that like, if 37% of the people who have eaten seal and don't eat seal often say it's because they don't like it, maybe it's time to stop trying to sell seal meat.
1: And that's why we put this one in. It was sort of just, you know, just to sort of see what the what the situation was, because uh, we know most of the meat is being wasted, not being used. It's been, I mean, the government's been trying to export it to China, to find markets for it to China, to this and that. It hasn't taken off. So we thought, well, are people in Newfoundland actually eating it? Like, is anyone eating seal meat? And yeah, as you say, we found out 64% said they never eat seal meat. Um and we know governments have been putting a lot of money into trying to develop seal meat products to try to make it more palatable. Uh, there's, I think, local grocery stores that are having workshops or you know, lessons on, on how to prepare seal meat, how to cook seal meat. And what the, what the survey tells us is that you know it's not a question of people just not knowing how to prepare seal. They just don't like it. Uh, it's not that it's hard to find or they don't know how to cook it properly. They they don't like it. So, um, that was very interesting for us. You know, if, if people in Newfoundland don't eat seal meat, even though they're, by and large, supportive of the hunt, it's going to be a very hard sell to try to get the rest of the world to eat seal meat, I think. Um, the other question we put in there was to ask how many people actually buy our own seal products. And we also found that less than a third of Newfoundlanders, you know, have bought our own seal products. So it's one of these things where they're, you know, supportive of the hunt when you ask them in general, but when it comes down to buying seal products or eating seal meat, it's less less of a strong attachment. And again, I think it's, it's very encouraging to see this decrease the attachment and seeing the industry move to something that's more of a legacy industry, something that is part of the history and culture, but not something that needs to be continued in the future.
0: Well, And I'm curious, if IFA, if, if, and I consider uh, IFA to be the the leader on this issue very much uh, with you at the helm of the, the campaign, if like, if you had your dream come true, so to speak, and the commercial seal hunt were to end tomorrow, would we still expect there to be, you know, a local fisherman to get a license and go out and take a seal once or twice a year? Like, is are we talking about no hunting of seals, period, or are we saying this commercial funded by the government, backed by tax dollars hunt, um, where they're not meeting quotas, where they're wasting massive amounts of uh, of the the animal and of potential products realistically. Uh, like, wh- our, what are we looking at in that regard?
1: Our, our campaign, our objective is to end the commercial hunting of these mm-hmm. animals who don't believe seals should be killed for commercial trade in their, their parts and derivatives. Now, is, are there always going to be, you know, fishermen who want to go out to hunt a seal, to eat it himself, to feed his family? Sure. And, you know, as long as that is done in a sustainable manner and in a humane manner, it's not something I don't think that uh, too many people are going to make a lot of noise about. But this large scale commercial hunt, you know, where we have a quota of 400,000 animals, we have governments that are intent on subsidizing it and trying to find markets for seal products, despite, you know, basically most of the world saying, no, we don't want your dead seals. Um, that's what needs to stop. And we need to start start investing into ecotourism and other opportunities for rural communities in Atlantic Canada, because the seal hunt is not going to be the economic answer. It's not good for communities. It's not good for fishermen and it's certainly not good for the seals.
0: Well, and I want to end, I normally ask what people can do. What people can do is they can go to your website and take action. So I'm going to take this in a little different direction. Um, I am going to put my money where my mouth is and say, I am going to, in the next 18 months, go to Newfoundland for a vacation. I'm going to be a part of that type of solution. What should I do when I go? I mean, that, that's realistically like one of the, the important parts here is we're saying the seal hunt shouldn't happen. They're saying they want to see ecotourism. I'm saying I'll support ecotourism. Just tell me where to go. So what does Newfoundland have to offer? And I know you've been there many times that people do want to see.
1: It has so much. It's beautiful. I mean, and I I can't can't give you any specific companies right now, but there's seabird watching, there's whale watching, there's iceberg viewing, there's hiking, there's all kinds of wonderful outdoor opportunities there. I mean, St. John's itself, if you want to, to go into town, is a lot of fun. You can... You could do George Street and kiss the cod if you want. It's uh, it's such a beautiful province. There's so much to see there. The people are so friendly and welcoming that I think that's an excellent idea. That if you, that you should go out there, take a vacation and enjoy and experience all that Newfoundland has to offer. And you know, if you're there, you can mention mention your views on the seal hunt and talk to people about it um, and try to get a sense of how they really feel about it as well.
0: To learn more about IFAW's SEAL campaign or get involved, visit ifa.org SEALs. That's it for this week. Thanks again for joining me, and please do visit me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get connected and stay involved with the show, upcoming interviews, and more. Just search for Defender Radio Podcast. Until next time, this is Michael Howey for Defender Radio, reminding you to stay informed and stay strong.